Oh, let's break it down. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, everybody. It is getting close to one o'clock in the morning, and I don't want to wake up my entire family. <laughs> That's fair. So, we grind late, people. Remember that. <laughs> we put in the work. We're trying to put in the work. We're trying to make it up to you guys. So if you're mad and you're sad about not having preview three, two, then uh, we're trying to make it up to you guys, and we're getting it in, putting in the late night hours, clocking in on the third shift. Here we go. Let's break it down. That's right. It's Lemmings. It's J. Will with another one. <laughs> <laughs> and another one. Another one. <laughs> How you doing, bud? Doing well, man. Uh actually enjoying this kind of blitz through quite a few things right now. So this is, this is fun. It's nice to get back into a steady groove. Hopefully we can make sure our schedules continue to line up and uh, not have to do this anymore though. <laughs> all overwatch all the time. We've been talking about nothing but overwatch for the better part of three hours coming up here and I'm loving it. That's how passionate we are, but it is June 17th stage three. Week three is coming your way. And our job in this episode is to tell you which teams to believe in and which teams to sit on. And we're starting to get a pretty good record. We went 13-3 last week. So let's see if we can beat that. Let's do it. We hope that you will enjoy the content that you're going to get today. And if that's the case, then you should absolutely follow us across Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Play. Connect with us. On Twitter, we don't have nearly enough followers for how awesome our tweets are. At BreakItDownOWL, you can connect with Brian directly at JWheel2287. And if you want to provide us any feedback or have any questions or concerns, you can email us at BreakItDownOWL at gmail.com. JWheel, because we've been getting into these in the same evening, not a lot of news has broke. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> we nah, nah, no breaking news in a, a three-hour span that I'm aware of. Not that we know of. Uh, so we can get right on down into the breakdown. Zenyatta, take us in. Pass into the iris. Kicking off the matches on Thursday, June the 20th, we have the San Francisco Shock taking on the Boston Uprising. And if you have been following the Boston Uprising here in Stage 3, you know that they are struggling mightily, and I don't think this is a rebound match for them. Pretty easy lock on San Francisco for me. Yeah, I know San Francisco lost to Houston last week, but we we both know that Houston's much improved right now, playing at a much higher level. San Francisco got back on their feet with a 4-0 thumping of soul on Sunday. Can't see this going any differently. I actually will be surprised if Boston is able to uh, pick up more than like four to five total points throughout the match. And that brings us into the match of the match of my week. The match of your week. <laughs> Maybe not Overwatch's match of the league, but the the match of my week. So Jay Will and I were talking about this. We're 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 getting up on Houston. We're getting there. We're, we're like we mentioned in the last episode. We're we're sticking our toe in, and if in this case in this match, if they can handle their business against the Paris Eternal, which is an improved, a, a better Paris Eternal than we've seen certainly towards the end of stage one into stage two, 
if if this they, if they can handle this match, then even six and one is on the stage for Houston. And I think at that point, I get to dive all the way back in. I want to dive all the way in with you. I really do. And if they can somehow do this, I think I will. I might even go in head first, uh, which is probably stupid, but it is what it is. <laughs> it's shallow waters, my man. I think I might go feet first on this one. Uh, yes, I know. I know. But let me side note this for you real quick. Uh, Overwatch, this is why you do not select your match of the week at the beginning of the stage. Yeah, (laughs) absolutely. This would be primed for that match of the week on Sunday because both of these teams sit at, I think, 2-1. and I know Houston's 2-1. and I'm pretty sure Paris is as well. Both have a really good shot at the stage playoffs, and this matchup is crucial for both of them. This is where the NFL beats you, by the way. <laughs> yeah, they put this matchup on Sunday night and say, "Let's go get it." Um, with that being said, I, I'm I'm right there with you. I'm probably going to sink my ankles in this week, try to find the bottom as best as I can, and and just hope for the best and pray to God that this isn't the rug being pulled out from underneath us again. Uh, give me Houston in a, a very competitive matchup. I think Dante would end up being the difference in this, though, for sure. For sure, I think this is a three-two Houston. All right. That brings us into teams that were both pretty successful in Stage 2 but have very, very, very different trajectories in Stage 3. That's going to be the Hangzhou Spark taking on the Dallas Fuel. And the Hangzhou Spark are just continuing continuing their ride to success here. And the Dallas Fuel have been absolutely tanking. (laughs) They handled their business against the Washington Justice, and that's about it. (laughs) And... Uh, so I think it's going to be a pretty easy Hangzhou spark lock for me. I am right there with you. This is the the boys in pink all day, uh, all night, technically Thursday night. Yep. This isn't realistically going to be close. Uh, Dallas is just not playing very well, and Hangzhou is proving more than capable to to join that second tier of teams right behind San Francisco and Vancouver. And I they had a real opportunity to push Vancouver to the brink last week and they blew it. So let's see if that motivates them. Let's see if that gives them the kick in the tail and they just start running over some people to close out the rest of this stage. So in the wee hours of Friday morning for us, Eastern time zone people, but still Thursday night for pretty much everybody else. We have a really good matchup for two teams that I think this is going to be a defining match for both of them. And that's the Los Angeles Valiant taking on the Shanghai Dragons. So the Valiant have been kind of sneakily handling their business. <laughs> um, you know, not a whole lot of people, from my perspective, talking a ton about the Los Angeles Valiant, but they racked up a couple victories here in Stage 3. And the Shanghai Dragons looking a little vulnerable here and there, but still managing to find the victories, um, knocking off Atlanta in a pretty epic match as well. And for me, this was one of the harder ones to pick, um, I actually, or harder than I certainly expected it to be. I mean, in the past, this would be an easy Shanghai Dragons lock, but the Los Angeles Valiant looked drastically improved here. So I'm taking the Shanghai Dragons, but I'm not in love with it. <laughs> I'm right there with you, buddy. I, for me, it comes down to I think Shanghai is more or less a top six team right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think with Sombra being played more, I think that plays right into their hands. I do agree that the Valiant have been playing much, much and better. Uh, it wasn't anywhere to go but up after stage one, but they made moves. They made adjustments, and that's why they're playing better, not just because they had a different schedule. So I love the addition of Fact Fiction. I think he's really improved their team play overall as their main tank. 
that's not a shot at a at fate at all. That's just for whatever reason, them playing behind fat fiction has really benefited them. And that's a, a good thing for their lineup all the way around. But at the end of the day, I think Shanghai's got enough versatility and enough of Demon and Ding to to give the Valiant a lot of headaches. Next one, excuse me, false. Next day, there <laughs> Friday, you go. There you go. Friday, the June the twenty first, first match of the day is going to be the <laughs> London Spitfire taking on the New York Excelsior in a bloody bloody rematch of week two. I think that's right. I think they played Sunday week two. They were the match of the week that week. week. And uh, I believe history is going to repeat itself here. Um, This is going to be a New York Excelsior victory. I don't know if it's going to be the 4-0 that it was last time, but I have no reason to believe that it wouldn't be. Again, I think London, or not we think, we're pretty positive that London is in it for the long haul. And I'm not sure they're overly concerned about some of these matches that people think that they should lose, and they prepare much more for some of their other matches. Not necessarily the case in this one. We'll talk about that later, but I just still think that New York Excelsior, with the addition of Sabiobi on Sombra, is playing really strong, and London's just not at the same level. I think this is going to be a complete... Uh, redo of what happened on Sunday, to be perfectly honest. I don't see it working out any differently in my head. And most of it is Sabiobi. Uh, New York has clearly made an adjustment and said, we're not going to try to mirror San Francisco and Vancouver. I think yeah. that's that's what they did. And they said, how do we combat that? They looked at it over the break and said, we need Sabiobi to do this. Sabiobi is more than capable. The The skills to play Sombra and Tracer aren't that all, aren't all that different. And he's looked great on it. That's that's basically what I all I can say about it. They've made that adjustment, and I would love to see them match up with Vancouver in this stage. Unfortunately, it's not going to happen stage-wise until stage four, but hopefully we get another playoff matchup between the two, and we get to see whose style wins out. And, you know, does New York's addition of Sabiobi on Sombra make Vancouver have to adjust and try something different? We'll have to wait and see. But for this matchup, it's too much for London. I think if New York Excelsior want to take down Vancouver in a playoffs, even with Sabiobi, he's going to have to learn to stop telegraphing his his EMP. (laughs) (laughs) You're not wrong. Uh, Next up, we have the San Francisco Shock beating the Florida Mayhem. Moving on. (laughs) And following that matchup, we have the Los Angeles Gladiators (laughs) taking on. Look, there's no reason to believe that this is going to be anything different. I'm sorry, Florida fans. I know your team is making moves. I wish I could say that it should give you all this hope in the world, but just none of your moves have hit. Transitioning to an all-Korean roster and improving communications has given you a map here or there, but it, you're just not competitive no. at any level with no. anyone. No. San Francisco <laughs> should honestly have an 8-0 week and be well on their way to securing a playoff spot. Yeah. Yeah. I think it'd be interesting to see if you just brought up one of these contenders, like bring up the Montreal Rebellion that just like won Overwatch Contenders NA, I think it was, (laughs) and just see if they could be better than Florida. (laughs) I mean, we saw it have it. I mean, Vancouver is is essentially that. They're an Overwatch Contenders team that got brought up, and and they're better than 100% of the league. That's just so disrespectful, though. (laughs) But, I mean, Florida, I mean, get relegated and, and bring up a different roster. That, oh, point. for the record, I'm all for relegation. <laughs> <laughs> all right, we spent too much time on that match. Moving on. Los Angeles Gladiators are going to be taking on the Shanghai Dragons in the third match of Friday night. Uh, 
this is another it's intriguing for sure i'd like to see shanghai dragons be able to take you know two maps off the los angeles gladiators and kind of keep that map differential pretty strong i still think it's going to be los angeles gladiators i mean they've just been handling their business so far in stage three looking strong good solid roster in there even um you know in stage two they were experiencing some problems bringing sure four into that roster but we've seen him we've seen him here in stage three uh come into that roster and have a good impact i mean gladiators handling that business and again it, it brings back that that kind of hydration sure for flexibility that you have to get those guys over to dps heroes and and give you flexibility in your lineup in a match to be able to change what you're doing and 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 do it for the better and i think they're going to need that against the shanghai dragons who also can run some some off compositions and things like that so this is a tough one, to be perfectly honest. I really want to pick Shanghai. Something yeah. about this matchup just screams like Shanghai finds a way to win this one. Trap game. <laughs> yeah, like that's not a joke. But I, there's a part of me that thinks that Shaz, Big Goose, uh, Roar, Decay, Surefor, you know, they're just they're enough. They're enough to handle business and you know combat whatever Shanghai throws at them. Mm-hmm. And at a certain level, if they want to be, you know, considered more of that top tier this is a matchup they have to win so you know they're in that second tier and they would probably like to move up and get closer to to new york in terms of you know how people are talking about them Mm -hmm. and if that's the case you have to win a match like this so i'm with you i'm taking the glads i don't overly feel confident in it though it's just kind of what needs to happen for for the gladiators but i coin flip me on this one you know whatever happens happens i'm not gonna be disappointed either way Closing out Friday, we have the Chengdu Hunters taking on the Vancouver Titans. Uh, this is a matchup that has some intrigue for me. So we experienced the experimental Chengdu Hunters. I think they <laughs> they recognized that mistake and have fixed it. Hopefully, hopefully. Um, so we'll see if they put in their kind of their normal roster, um, normal heroes, I guess, playing being played by those by the by that roster um i'm hang on wrecking ball that kind of stuff uh if that's the case this is a, that would be a roster that pushed vancouver to almost their first loss um and looked pretty confident doing it even to the point where vancouver was breaking out of their you know very default 3-3 composition to try and challenge it a little bit and this is a vancouver that also on the flip side has looked a little bit more fallible here in stage 3 uh, only really 4-0-ing, what, the Dallas Fuel, I believe. I think that's and, correct. Um, in their other matches, looking like there's a chance that they could lose. And as you mentioned earlier, Hangzhou Spark being essentially one play away from potentially forcing map five. And who knows how that would have gone, but having a chance. And yeah. so this is a Vancouver that doesn't look quite as... I mean, look, don't get me wrong. Still dominant. <laughs> but just not the level of dominance maybe that we're used to. I honestly, I can't see this being a repeat of the first matchup as much as I want it to be. I know. Uh, give me Vancouver in a romp, to be perfectly honest. I don't think Chengdu is playing very well, unfortunately. I, I want this to I'm be trying that to sell the narrative two. here. J-Mo, I'm not okay. disagreeing <laughs> with you. Like, I want those things. Yeah. I want the Chengdu from that 3 2 matchup they had against Vancouver where they pushed into the brink and I really thought they were going to beat them. I just don't see it happening, unfortunately. If it happens, great. If they beat them, even better. I think it'd be wonderful for the league to see that happen, but Chengdu's not playing very well within their poem play style and outside of it, even though they did pick up a win going 
back to what they do best. Praise Jesus. Please stick with it. Yeah. Kicking off Saturday the 22nd, we have the London Spitfire beating the Washington Justice. Yeah, that's about that. And then we have, unfortunately, again, another, you know, a, a group of teams that I'm not sure I would have thought we were saying about this, but another kind of battle at the bottom for Philly and Atlanta. At least for this stage, obviously. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Season, yeah. That's what I'm referring to. Here. Sorry, this is kind of in the lens of stage three. About yeah, yeah. Season, Season-wide, season they're basically in the same area, but it's not the bottom. Yeah, no. Uh, but the two teams that are – one can't close out anything. The other can't figure out what they want to do in terms of do we want to actually you know play up to our potential or not. So uh, tough matchup to call. Uh, I'm going to – I'm going to pull out the, the Philly Homer inside of me for some ungodforsaken reason because they haven't earned it <laughs> lately. I, I don't know why I'm doing this. Uh, I think it's more or less the fear of Atlanta not being able to close them out. So I'm actually I'm going to be taking Atlanta. I believe this is this is our first. Yeah, this is our first uh, change up pick here. But uh, yeah, I'm going to be taking Atlanta. I mean, they've they've played some tough competition. Um, you know, a little bit of 4-0 in that in that last uh, match of week too but i think that at that point it's just kind of this mental exhaustion i mean their opening schedule was brutal and so here we come into a match that i believe is 100 percent winnable and i think they are going to handle that that business i mean this is atlanta that has played 3-2 for most of these guys i mean shanghai dragons i believe vancouver titans all that kind of stuff so uh philly has been struggling to knock down guys like paris so i'm going to be taking atlanta on this i'm just i, I at this point i'm just praying that philly Actually, you know, in that Boston matchup on Sunday, found themselves again, essentially. I know Boston's struggling, and they didn't look overly great against Boston, but maybe they found themselves a little bit again, regained a little bit of confidence, which may or may not have been waning since their lack of a playoff berth in Stage 2. So we'll see. Next on the docket, we have the Toronto Defiant taking on the Guangzhou Charge again in the Battle of Stage 2 or Stage 3. Wow, just totally off. Wow, man. Like, I need you to come back from Boston for me. Come on come back now, Lemon. Come on back. Reel in, buddy. All right, this is Toronto Defiant taking on the Guangzhou Charge in the battle for stage three. Both of these teams, again, on a on a, on a a negative trajectory here. Um, This one is another switch pick for us, but I, I am super conflicted. I just don't know... Toronto is a team that is completely searching for its identity, has brought in a different main tank, which I didn't think was their problem, honestly, in Stage 2. Uh, and Guangzhou Charge, I don't know what to do with at all. Uh, every time I feel like I seem to count them out, they find this crazy you know, beat Atlanta kind of victory or something like that. Um, in this case, I'm taking Toronto, but... Not feeling good about it internally. Who knows, man? <laughs> Who absolutely knows with this one? This is what's realistically going to happen. One of us is going to make our prediction here and base it off of things that we've seen either team do thus far in stage three. And one of those two teams is going to completely switch things up and find a way to win. Yeah. That's what's going to happen. <laughs> yes. That's I, exactly I what's concur. going to happen. Yeah. Obviously, we're picking different. So I can't say this is like we're going to pick both pick Toronto and then they're going to freaking the guanjo is going to go out and make this one change and it's going to completely you know <laughs> right improve their their entire play style you know we're picking two different teams that's the only reason i can't say one team but you know one specific team but 
that's what's going to happen. We're going to make these picks. One of us is going to be thoroughly frustrated because one team decided to do something different than they did the week before (laughs) and improve themselves. I'm going with Guangzhou and it's mainly because I just, I I have zero faith in Sharik as a main tank, or at least the team playing behind Sharik. I, I don't know. I don't have enough film on him individually to say, you know, he's a bad main tank. And obviously he's not a bad main tank. He's in Overwatch League for a reason. They wouldn't have brought him up if he wasn't capable. Yeah. But, you know, you're talking about changing probably the most important piece on a roster this late in the season after the All-Star break. And it's clearly thrown them for a loop. And they're not, they're just not playing well behind it. And that's where I think it's going to hurt them the most. And that's why I think Guangzhou gets gets the win for me. It has nothing to do with Guangzhou drastically improving. But, you know, I've said all that. And Sharik's going to look like an All-Star. So... <laughs> It's all going to click. It's all going to click. But if you are still awake on Saturday night, although it's not that late for the last match on Saturday night, but it is the Hangzhou Spark taking on the Seoul Dynasty. And this one, I think, is going to be insane. I personally believe this is going to be an amazing matchup. I think it's going to be super close. Uh, I do believe it ultimately is going to be the Hangzhou Spark. I have no reason to believe that they have not locked in a successful roster. Uh, the little bit of rotation that they get going between Crystal and Adora seems to be working really well for them. And they are playing extremely well in, on, and around Gushui. And so, you know, I think the chance that Seoul has here is just playing that Sombra really well. But... I mean, I, I think I think if there's a match to watch, you know, this is or a couple matches to watch. I mean, this is absolutely one that I want to be tuned in for and, and kind of locked in for. Another matchup that makes our case that you can't choose the match of the week before the stage starts for sure. And we're going to talk I, about what a banger that one is. <laughs> yeah, this this could be this could have been a really epic Sunday match for for the world to see. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, it's going to be Saturday night when you're probably only going to have Twitch viewers watching and, you know, the diehards more or less, which is unfortunate. This is this is going to be a great one. Um, Seoul can put out two different six man rosters and still be competitive. Hangzhou has been on the rise since probably I think I think it's week three. The Sunday of week three in stage two is when I think it happened. And my God, uh I'm on the bandwagon. I, I know we, we gave them crap for being Pepto-Bismol pink at the start of the year. Which we can give I don't care if they're undefeated at this point. I'll We're still getting them crap. crap yeah, I mean, <laughs> right. There's, there was nothing wrong with why we gave them crap. Like, we just – the color is just not eye-appealing. But yeah. for as much as we gave them any sort of crap for anything, they have come back and they have made it about their play. And their play is at another level right now where they have proven that they actually can compete with Vancouver – even though they didn't get them to Mount Five, they competed with them. Yeah, from start to finish, I, I'm with you. I think they pulled this one out. I think Seoul just doesn't have enough to to combat what Hangzhou can do and the way that they're playing behind Gushui. And I mean, Hangzhou can play Sombra if necessary. I mean, mm-hmm. unless you, yeah. you know you get them into a possible situation where they're under pressure, they may choke it away. But you know, the, they can play the straight up three three, or they can play the Sombra version and you know still win. I just think their level of play is better than Souls right now. Uh, two two really good teams that should both make the stage playoffs, and I'm excited to see once we get to the end of the season. Yeah, definitely a kind of a playoff preview matchup here. And that's what would have made it such a great matchup of the week over what I'm about to tell you. Yes, God. <laughs> so the match of the week, kicking off Sunday the 23rd, we have 
by all accounts for us, your three and one Chengdu Hunters taking on your Ofer Dallas Fuel. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, your one win Washington Justice. Yes. Which is, yes. Which is kind of like Ofer. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's sad. Uh, I actually didn't realize we picked this one differently, but I can't imagine Dallas changing that much in a week. At least I think it was a week to. They played last week, right? Before I yes, go crazy. Did, okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thank God. I was getting ready to go crazy. I know it's late, but geez. <laughs> <laughs> but I can't imagine history not repeating itself in this one. Because I think Chengdu sticks with what they do best. I really do. I think they get out of that experiment like they did in week two. And I don't think Dallas really has an answer for it, to be perfectly honest with you. I don't think if, if they try to match it and mirror it, I don't think they can actually compete with that. I think Chengdu's just better in, in that sort of a situation. And then if Dallas tries to stick into any sort of 3-3 lineup, I think Chengdu ab- abuses it. So we'll have to wait and see what Dallas tries to do to change their fortunes. But I'm on board with Chengdu winning this one again. I, I'm looking at it and I'm like, did I really pencil in Dallas here? Uh, apparently, man. <laughs> um, I, I didn't know you were doing that. <laughs> I did. I honestly don't have a narrative for for that I can try and sell for why I think that Dallas has a chance to win this matchup. I just think it's a little bit... I don't think Chengdu's dominant. Um, I do hope that they return to their form in that case, but they seem open to changing things up and doing things different. I think at this point it's just Dallas has a tendency to do this to me where they are losing, 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 and then you know losing these matches that they should lose, and then all of a sudden they they find something, whatever it is that they're they're rallying around or behind or something, and they start winning matches. In, in this case, I mean, I, I, like we've said, I, I'm not even sure this match has an implication to Dallas. I think they're already out because I think they're. Yeah, they're one in three at this point, and we talked about their schedule on the way out of here of of stage three, and it's not pretty. And I think they're just going to be at four losses pretty quick. So I don't even think that this has a huge implication for their for their stage three playoff berth. Um, but I don't know. There's just something about I guess I do feel like Dallas Fuel ultimately at the end of the day is a more talented roster than the Chengdu Hunters, and so I'm giving them the opportunity to prove that. That's fair. Uh, to tack on to your playoff uh, comment, though, I actually think Dallas is already out. And I say that from a fact that I think everybody who gets in this stage is going to be 5-2 and two or better. As crazy yeah, as that I mean, sounds. I, you know, I'm, yeah, I mean, it's just it's not official yet. But yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm with you. I don't, I don't think they're in. Yeah, I mean, it could be a situation where that's already the case. But just to recap their schedule on the way out of here after this Hunters is going to be Spark and Excelsior. So... Yeah, best of luck, guys. Yeah. <laughs> Spark Excelsior and then a bye week. So you'll have an extra long amount of time to think about what you did in stage three. <laughs> oh, man, this stage could really hurt. You're talking, you're, they're staring down the barrel of one and six. Yeah, yeah, there's that chance. Yeah, they, they if they lose on Sunday, because I think they do lose Thursday pretty handily. If they lose on Sunday, though, that's that's basically one and six in the bag. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> wait a wait a toss away your season playoff standing so that will take us to boston taking on paris eternal this is a match that we've already seen in this stage and i have no reason to believe that it's going to go any differently 
unless Boston finally finds some sort of magic in a composition that's not Reinhardt three three. I I believe that Paris will win this. One team searching for answers. One team found some answers coming into the stage. Um, this is it's kind of seemed to be the theme of the the league thus far. You get about one team every every stage right now that just can't put it together, and it's not always all their schedule. You have the Valiant had a really brutal schedule in stage one. Sure, Houston didn't have quite as brutal schedule in stage two, but it was yeah. still fairly brutal. <laughs> you know, and, and this is just another situation where for whatever reason that one team just can't put the pieces together like they had the prior stage and or in obviously the Valiant's case this prior season. So give me Paris handily. I can't imagine this being any different than it was the last time these two matched up. Like I said, Paris looks strong. And if they do end up going down to Houston, this becomes a very important matchup for them for their stage playoff uh, standings. So they're certainly going to need it because they'd be at two losses and, like I just said, if I think five and two is what people are going to need to get in. And I think with certain team schedules, five and two is very, very doable for several teams. Yeah. Following that matchup, we have the Houston Outlaws beating the Florida Mayhem. Houston, listen very closely. <laughs> listen very, very closely. I will bury you so deep if you guys drop this match. I will put the nails in the coffin. I will grab the nail gun afterwards and do another round. You are not allowed to lose this matchup if you have any hope of making the season playoffs. It may not hurt you stage playoff-wise. It will if Paris ends up beating you on Thursday. But at the end of the day, what needs to happen here is you need four wins and you need to walk away and prepare for the next opponent. Period. I will make a 21st power rank slot. Like that's not a joke. Just for you, we're we, we we just told you we're we're putting our feet in the water yeah. and we're ready to get the whole body wet. Uh, I will get out and dry off so fast. <laughs> if someone pees in the pool, I'm out. No, somebody didn't pee, man. Somebody took a dump. There's right? a shark in the pool. Right shark, now. alligator. You got all <laughs> the things wrong. There's an anaconda rolling around. Like we're out. We're long out. We'll see you next year. Yeah, for sure. I mean, and and but that I mean again, that's the frustration sometimes of being a Houston fan. In this case, is just every once in a while they throw up the stinker. They you know the success, 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 and then they change something up about the you know, oh hey we're going into Florida, so let's put Linkser on on Widow, or you know let's put in Cool Matt and put him on Diva or on on Sombra, and let's put Dante in at Diva and let's figure that out and see if it works. And it's like. This is just one of those, man. If you if you want to be a serious team and you want to make sure that you're, you know, recovering from your own seven stage two, this is one you have to have. Period. Like in a way, and I know we're only on the path to success here. We're not like at the pinnacle, but in a way, like a four zero, uh, anything other than a four zero is just disappointing at some point. Absolutely, that's that's the only way you can describe anything other than a four zero for the for them. Closing out stage three, week three is going to be the Los Angeles Valiant taking on the Vancouver Titans. And while I believe that the Los Angeles Valiant are a drastically improved team, they are doing much better. Uh, the addition of Fact Fiction was really good for them. This is still Vancouver's match. It, this is We talked about this a little bit in the previous episode when we were going through Fan the Hammer until some of these teams like Vancouver, San Francisco, and New York get knocked off by other teams. Like, there's not much to say. And that's just the reality of the situation. And 
I can't justify picking against the team that has yet to lose in stage play. Yeah. And in fact, the only team I still, the only team that I would probably pick over Vancouver is San Francisco, despite them getting beat by Houston. Like that's the only team. I can't, I can't fight that. I don't, <laughs> I mean, it's, it's been proven like time and time. I mean, you know, there's no reason to question that. No, none. All right, we have a smidge of time available, and we know that we kind of have stopped some of the power ranking episodes, and I don't know that we're going to be dedicating any more time to full power rank episodes because to a certain degree it felt like, you know, and this is where Vancouver and San Francisco and New York being that default one, two, three, you know, in whatever order you put them, is hurting the league because there wasn't much reason to talk about it. So I felt like we were doing the power ranks and we're arguing over whether the fuel are eight or 11, you know, <laughs> and, and, but realistically with no significant implications into playoffs and things like that. And but there was no argument over basically the first four. So, so what are we doing here? Um, but we haven't given you much of a power rank uh, insight in stage three. And so I wanted to take this opportunity to go through and give you where we stand right now. And we're gonna. I'm gonna kick it off. We're gonna kind of blitz through. We're gonna kind of go through one the bottom our bottom section and just kind of highlight if there's anything in there that we think people should be paying a lot of attention to, and then we'll go through our top section and kind of do the same thing and see. Uh, just kind of give people some some thoughts. Not gonna go into each each reasoning for why they are where they are. With that being said. Our consensus power rankings place Florida Mayhem at 20, Washington Justice at 19, Guangzhou Charge at 18, Chengdu Hunters at 17, the Boston Uprising at 16, the Toronto Defiant at 15, Los Angeles Valley at 14, Atlanta Rain 13, Houston Outlaws 12, Philadelphia Fusion 11, and that's where we're stopping. <laughs> I was about to do it. I was about to go into the you top 10. Did. You almost I did. Know, it, I almost did. But uh, you're not getting the top 10. Not quite yet. So, uh, Jay, will I mean, you know, kind of free reign here. What in there shocks you, surprises you? People, should people be paying attention to? Just, you know, give me some highlights here. I think the biggest thing of note is Boston's drop. I don't recall where we had them before, but it was much closer to the top 10. Uh, I've got them in my bottom four at the moment. You've still got them at 15. But and then obviously Houston uh, knocking off San Francisco was going to get you a bump regardless. But then coming, you know, compounding that with the way you looked against the NYXL, picking up the 4-0 against Boston, I think that did a lot to change perception of that team and where they're at currently. And they're certainly on the rise. And much like you, I moved them up considerably and I could see them beating every team below them pretty handily. And then at the same rate, they can compete with probably two or three teams right above them. Mm-hmm. So that that's something that everybody should keep an eye on because if they keep moving at that rate, if they complete the six and one, if they can get Paris and then you know do what they're supposed to do against their last three opponents and get to six and one, uh, I mean they're they're gonna turn a lot of heads and again erase everything we thought about them from stage two. And some people myself included, will probably just chalk it up to just a bad stage where you, you got mentally inside your own head. You tried to do too much. You, you outthought yourself. You've said that, I don't know how many times now. So something to certainly pay attention to is them and uh, how much further Boston decides to fall. Everything else didn't move too much. 
I, I am a little intrigued that you have the Valiant down at 16, though. You're going to have to explain that one to me. Yeah, I was actually just looking at that. <laughs> <laughs> I was actually just looking at that and kind of thinking about where uh, where they are. Um, I'm going to be honest with you. In, in looking at that, I'm kind of like, where, why did I put them down at 16? Uh, I would have to say at this point, I would think it's probably scheduling issues. Let me double check the quality of opponent that we've seen so far. So they have taken on the Shanghai Dragons, the Chengdu Hunters, the Guangzhou Charge, the Shanghai Dragons again. Yes. They uh, can we're, heading into, we're heading into three. So it'll be the Shanghai Dragons and the Vancouver Titans coming up. Um, so I guess you just have to ask you. I mean, they lost to the Dragons, beat the Hunters, beat the Charge. Um, looking pretty good doing that. Uh, but, you know... If they beat the Dragons, I think that's when I'll be much more sold on, on pulling them up significantly further than they are right now. But I think right now I'm keeping them a little suppressed because of the quality of opponent that they've been knocking out hasn't been, in my opinion, at, at, at the top. Because that was the Chengdu Hunters that was not the Chengdu Hunters that we know. Okay, that's fair. I won't, I won't disagree with that. Uh, I guess when I look at it, I go, would they beat teams... 13 through 20 now right yeah and i'm, I'm looking at that because i've got defiant at 14 uprising at 15 and i'm like valiant probably could knock those two guys off pretty pretty yeah easily. and so, i mean i know i have the outlaws just below them but i mean you're talking the difference between 12 and 13 i'm not going to split hairs that's pretty much the same tier yeah so when you start moving me down a couple more more slots though i'm like the valiant are clearly better than those teams and i think they're they're easily out of that bottom tier which is only reason I really asked. <laughs> For sure. I don't I don't 100% believe that the Boston Upright, I mean, I have them down at 15, and I, they're a little bit higher than yours are because I, I just don't think they're that bad of a team. I just think the meta doesn't favor them right now. And um, and I, you know, I think at this point it's probably just a mental con- deconstruction that we're, <laughs> that we're going through right here. I still think they're a pretty talented team. I don't know that they're better than the Valiant are right now. Um, again, you know, Valiant come in and if they're able to knock down the dragons and look a little competitive against the, the Titans, I think they'll, they'll experience a good rise for me. Um, I would say probably the only other team in there that's maybe a little bit surprising that, I mean, for the longest time we've had the Philadelphia fusion kind of sitting in that four to five, maybe even six range. And you know they're down here at 10, uh, technically ending up, ending up our consensus 11, cause we've got the Paris eternal split a little bit above them, but just a team that you didn't, you know, that you don't think would end up down there. I mean, the meta hasn't changed to significantly favor or disfavor them. This just seems to be a, a kind of a breakdown in the team, and that's that's kind of pulling them down that far. So, yeah, it's not for a lack of talent. It's again like the teams in front of them just playing better right now, and yeah, unfortunately they're they're not playing so bad that you would drop them below some of the other teams. It's just like. Well, I guess this is just kind of where they end up. <laughs> right, right. Well, let's talk about the teams that we've got above the Philadelphia Fusion, and that's the Paris Eternal coming in at 10, the Dallas Fuel coming in at 9, the Shanghai Dragons at 8, Seoul Dynasty at 7, the Gladiators at 6, the Spitfire at 5, Hangzhou Spark at 4, Excelsior at 3, Shock at 2, and the Vancouver Titans sitting at number 1. 
So obviously elephant in the room, Vancouver overtakes San Francisco at number one for both of us. That's the consequence of losing San Francisco. Sorry. Yeah, you lose to Houston and I got to take it away from you. <laughs> yeah. You, you can't remain at the top if you lose a match. Um, the same would for me would qualify if Vancouver lost. Now if both lost on the same day, then, you know, we'll split Harris. However, we yeah, have for sure. But, I mean, if Vancouver uh, lost to Houston, I mean, they would be two and <laughs> yeah, San yeah, Francisco yeah. would be one. So no surprise, I think, in any of those top six. I'm actually impressed that we have them in the same order. You know, usually between the Spark, Spitfire, and Gladiators, we we flip those around a little bit. But I think and that's actually, and I actually yeah. think, you know, in looking at this, that would be a switch that I would probably make. Would be the Gladiators at five and the Spitfire at four. I split in hairs at this point, but the Spitfire have lost the New York Excelsior, and I expect another loss coming for the New York Excelsior. Meanwhile, the Gladiators have been foreing everything that they've come across. For the most part, so having the Spitfire ranked higher in this stage potentially a little bit, you know, wonky. But <laughs> I mean, again, I mean, five six. I mean, what are we yeah. really? <laughs> Wait, what are we talking I about here? Move them, <laughs> I could move them, and it wouldn't. I mean, it, ultimately, the consensus ranking level it probably wouldn't even have a difference, any, anyways. Um, so, so absolutely one hundred percent splitting hairs there. I think to me, the biggest shock is that we both, even though the fuel have been absolutely you know basically blowing the stage um we still have them up here in a way i certainly mine feels a little high maybe it's still sitting there at eight you've got them at 11 for a consensus nine um feels pretty high for a team that really hasn't found any success so far except other than uh, except to beating the washington justice so that to me is probably the bigger shock of of that top 10 there yeah, I mean, we could do a little forecasting with with the rankings, but, the, you know, I, I try to take in the whole season as well as how you're yeah. playing now. You know, it's it's a whole lot of things that go into it, and, and it's tough to say that they don't belong, you know, somewhere above the 14-13 the range. Sure. That's kind of where I'm at. And, you know, we just had Houston playing well for a few matches. Like, we need to see a little more out of them before you can realistically flip that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's that's more or less where I come from with it. it. Yeah, eight may be a little high, but if that's where you believe they are in the league, then so be it. It, it may be proven right. It may be proven wrong. I, I, I'll forecast a little. They probably end up around the 14 range by the time we get done with this stage because they are staring one and six and down, down yeah. the barrel right now. So it's not looking good for them. Uh, the other one that's uh, of note, Paris jumping up i don't remember the last time they were in the top 10 other than uh like stage one two i think yeah stage one. yeah like stage one week two was probably the last time they were in the top 10 for us yeah um or surprisingly maybe it was week three because it's like one they handled their business two it was like okay these guys are actually clean sweeping some people I that's fair yeah. first but then so like the stage three the beginning of stage three or week three power ranks probably had them in that i think we even had them in that like two or three spot or something oh yeah we did we had them um, way up there but yeah, then they then they've kind of experienced the the meteoric drop to the bottom. <laughs> but uh, pretty good rise for them. I don't remember exactly where they were, but they were in probably that fourteen fifteen rank range. Right. So getting back into for me nine u eleven consensus ten. There's that's a that's a serious improvement, and they I think they've earned that. Um, I've got them uh, if they can just finish five and two. I've got them pegged as a as a playoff team right now, which is. The funnier part, because only eight teams make the playoffs, and if you're talking Houston finishing five and two or six and one, and then basically the same for Paris, I mean, somebody's going to be going home upset. 
Yeah. And I don't know who it's going to be because these schedules don't look too uninviting to somebody for several teams to finish five and two. So God bless all of you who don't have a solid map differential yet. <laughs> right, right. If I had to say that one of these teams was going to make an exit for Paris to make the entrance. So currently, you know, top four, five, six. I mean, honestly, the thing that stinks is realistically right now, the top six are locked. Like I have no reason to believe that those those teams won't make it. Right. So you're really only talking about the last two spots, which means only really Dynasty and Dragons are in the running to potentially allow a, an Eternal in. And if I had to call it now, it would probably be the Hangzhou, I mean, uh, not the, Hangzhou, the Shanghai Dragons. And the reason I say that is, so they're going to be seeing the Hangzhou Spark here in week three, which I, we both, I believe, said that the Hangzhou Spark are going to handle that business. Then there's going to be a head-to-head. And so that will be the pivotal moment. So if there was one team, because the um, Shanghai Dragons on the way out of stage three are going to see the Valiant, the Gladiators, the Charge, the Charge, and the Fusion. Okay. So I think they can handle, I mean, pretty much everything in there they should be able to handle other than the Gladiators. So they should be coming in at, what are they, are they one and one right now? Uh, they, they, currently, they currently sit at two and oh, actually. Yeah. So that should should be as long as they can handle the Valiant in their first match on this week, and then I you know might be able to pen, you know probably pencil in the loss to the Gladiators. That should be essentially six and one for them. Um, that, that and that's that's what I'm talking about though. Like that's crazy. Like okay, you're penciling in Vancouver right now seven and zero. That's just what yeah, we do. Right. I don't. Uh, what does New York have left that's challenging for them? What is it? At worst five and two. They've already got three wins. They only need two more. There's got to be at least two wins left on their schedule. Yeah, let me pull that up. That uh, is going to be stage three, week three. They've got so they actually have a low can, like it feels like a low match count. So they're just going to be see the Spitfire this week again. Should be a victory. They're going to see the Fuel. Should be a victory. And then they're going to see the Mayhem and the Defiant. So that's what I'm saying. You're staring. You're staring down seven and zero from it New York be again. Seven and zero. Right. So you're staring down Vancouver seven and zero. New York seven and zero. So those are locks. Be the, and the, so they'll be the Atlantic. Division champion, yeah. Division They'll be champion. the two seed or one seed, depending on map differential. Yeah, um, which probably should be pretty good. I mean, they've I mean, the outlaws are the only. I mean, they four zero the Spitfire, right? They have the same and number of map losses as Vancouver. So yeah. Vancouver's plus ten, but they've gotten an extra match in that New York has not thus far. Okay. So, but they both have the same amount of map losses right now. So all things being equal, yeah. it, it, it's still right there for either team to take. Um, but you start talking about Shanghai. So realistically, and Los is it the Spitfire, a two-loss Spitfire, making an early exit? If uh, London's not, in? they would have to. London's not even in the playoffs right now. So I mean, if you're looking at the standings right now, there are three teams at two and one: the Valiant, the Outlaws, and the Spitfire. Yeah. Two and one. The map differentials are plus four, plus four, plus two. So it's one of those situations where there's somebody's going to be very unhappy. Uh, my guess is that the Spitfire have the they're looking at potentially three losses because they, so they have Excelsior this week and yeah. then um, Justice Valiant, but then Shock. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. So London's staring staring down three losses. So that probably will eliminate them. Yeah. I, I'll, I'll put it that way. Houston's got a really good chance at, at worst five and two. Mm-hmm. Paris is a three and one, and so I think they're at worst five and two unless something goes haywire. Uh, San Francisco, as long as they, you know, get refocused and do what they're supposed to do, they're staring down six and one. Right. 
I, I mean, it's just kind of one of those things where, yeah, San Francisco has some tough matches left. And, and there's realistically a world where San Francisco goes five and two, as does London, because London finds a way to knock them off. It, there's a, I'm telling you, five and two is going to be the number for the stage. Yeah, like, that's just how the bar. That's just how schedules sure. are working out. It's yeah. that's the crazier part about it, and I can't decide who's going to be the, the the team that's left out. Unfortunately, um, I think we have what do we have? Seoul penciled in for any? They're not, yeah, they're playing this week. We have them penciled in for one loss this week, but they're at plus eight. So. I mean, but if they do lose this week, they can't afford us a third loss. Mm-hmm. Um, the six, seven, eight, nine, ten teams right now from Paris all the way down through Houston are plus four, except for Hangzhou, who's plus five. So you're not talking like people have bad math differentials where it's like, okay, right. just get even and this team's automatically out. Now, this is going to be a nail biter. Um, thank this God. It's going to be a battle at the five, two to even get in, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, some, we've had some four, three teams make it in, but I think this is going to be a competition at five, two to even make it in. Yeah, this this one I believe is going to be a five, two cutoff to to make the stage playoffs. And uh, kudos to Nate Nanzer for bouncing early because the, the coin flip was inevitable here. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to get to learn some of those other tiebreakers. That's all I'm going to say. All right, so that brings this episode to a close. If you enjoyed the content that we were able to put in front of you today, then you should subscribe to this podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Play. If you want to connect with us on social media, you can do so at Break It Down OWL across Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. We have an email address, breakitdownowl at gmail.com. Jay Will, we've been talking Overwatch League for a long time. I'm going to be pretty excited to get these matches underway. I will be too. It's it's going to be an interesting week. A lot of things are going to shake out this week and we're going to I like we were just talking about with the cutoff. I think we're going to have a much clearer picture of what it's going to take through weeks 4 and 5 of this stage and it's going to be it's going to be fun. <laughs>